Hello again everyone and welcome to our landmark 21st episode of Beyond the Iron Sea. The podcast that simply doesn't know the meaning of the word flaccid. In order to bring you this week's edition, we've taken time out from preparing for the year's foremost event to be headlined by an inanimate object. More on that later, but first we'll be looking ahead to 2009 and Keane's biggest and most ambitious tour of the UK to date. We have news of how you can hear some of the album today without having to visit Universal's Kensington headquarters brandishing a firearm, shouting unintelligibly at the top of your voice, taking a receptionist hostage, fighting your way up the stairs, forcing the band's admin staff to hand over the master CD and mounting a daring escape from the window. No, no need for any of that. We'll tell you more in a more. We have news of the band's appearances in the United States in October. And we'll be getting all intimate with the bonus track of Perfect Symmetry, My Shadow. You know, getting it drunk, inviting it to disrobe back at ours. That sort of thing, you know. Plus, obviously, we'll go on a bit more about an evening with Beyond the Iron Sea. Because we just can't help ourselves. And hopefully, neither can you. So that is what we have scheduled in for this raucous, fake ID burning 21st edition of Beyond the Iron Sea. Beyond the Iron Sea. Keen have announced their first live dates for 2009 this week. They'll be taking off on a hugely ambitious tour of the UK and Ireland in January, taking in some of the biggest venues in the country. They'll be playing 14 dates at 13 venues between the 22nd of January and the 13th of February, with around 200,000 tickets going on sale this Friday. It's a lot, isn't it? If you're a fan, and if you're not, we're impressed by the commitment you're showing in listening this far. Then you can pick up tickets tomorrow, that's Wednesday morning at 9am in an exclusive pre-sale on keenmusic.com. I mean, personally, I'm, I'm quite surprised that they're going out and doing these massive venues this early on. Um, they're going to go and play the, uh, the O2, uh, two nights at the O2, no less, although the, the second night is yet to be announced. Mm-hmm. The MEN Arena, um, I think the smallest, the smallest venue is the Plymouth Pavilions, mm, which still is still uh, several thousand, three, mm-hmm. three or four thousand at least. Um, which down in down in the southeast is southeast southwest is an awful lot of people. Um, when you look at the venues that they've jumped over uh, to get to this level, there's there's an awful lot of big venues in London that they have never headlined. Um, I'm thinking about places well, um, Shepherd's Bush Empire, quite small. Yeah. Um, with Apollo, they um, they played there with Travis in 2004, mm-hmm. never been at the top of the bill. Um, Earl's Court, which was always the traditional big arena place. That you'd play, um, they've skipped straight ahead and will only. Uh, they've only played at the O2, and well, rather will only play at the O2. Yeah, I mean it's pretty ambitious, isn't it? Do you think they're going to sell out all the tickets? Because I think we added it up, and it, as you said, it was two hundred thousand tickets, roughly. It's yeah. a lot of people. Well, this is this is what would worry me, but I think it says that they've got an awful lot of confidence in how well the album's going to perform. Um, usually, bands would start smaller and go huge, so. If this is their, if this is base camp, yeah. If this is small, then what's big? Yeah, I, I think the the logical conclusion here, particularly given that these headline dates will be done with by the middle of February, is that the band are lining up a big headline at a festival next year. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that turns out to be um, they get the the up and comer slot as the Friday headliner at Glastonbury. Um, or whether uh, they'll play at V, uh, who knows? But my my gut instinct says that they've got something big planned for next summer, which is why there are such huge shows um, this early on. Mm-hmm. I'd have to agree. I think that these are these are the kind of shows that they thrive on. They love the big venues, but um, these are un- almost unusually huge to go straight out there for a first tour for a record. So 
Yep, so it's definitely ambitious. And we've also got some more news on the band's next American jaunt. Yeah, we, we sort of stirred up a hornet's nest uh, last week. Um, we were speculating that Keane would probably be heading over the Atlantic sometime maybe in the middle of October. Um, but evidence is now mounting that that is actually exactly what they're going to be doing. Right, again. On Friday the 17th of October, the band are going to be appearing on Jimmy Kimmel. Some form of talking show that they have in the television box in the US, I think? I mean, we have no idea how these things work, but we assume it's going to involve playing music on a stage in Hollywood. It's a long way to go just to play one TV show, so it may be that there are some other short-notice gigs, or surprise appearances that are going to be announced in the days before that appearance. Now, I think time's getting short on these, but I think it's safe to assume that something's going to happen, we, we just don't know what. As promised, at the top of the show, you can hear some of Perfect Symmetry today. Well, you can hear all of it, actually, if you're coming on Thursday to our events. But if you're not, Keen's long-term electronic partner, Apple... Not a very rock and roll term, but I guess it's true. They're offering fans who pre-ordered the album from iTunes two very special gifts. Firstly, they'll allow you to hear the full version of Love is the End. Which was carelessly leaked by those Portuguese types. Shambolically leaked. Chaotically leaked, really. Yeah, anyway, you can hear the full version of that from today. It is on iTunes UK now. Then, on the day the album comes out, you'll also receive an extra track in addition. Yep, that track is My Shadow, which was also disastrously leaked this week by the band's American record label. Catastrophically leaked. Farcically leaked. Moronically leaked. That track found its way, as most Keen-related things do, to our inbox, and we've taken a listen. And believe us, it is a very polarising track. Now, we're not going to play it for you, because um, I, th- I think you can you can wait until it actually comes out properly, but... It's a very Coldplay-style number, and uh, I know everyone seems to... Well, not everyone, but lazy journalists seem to say that Keen are a very Coldplay-style band, but um, you'll you'll know what we mean when you hear it for yourself. Um, there's the, the quiet, loud dynamic, um, more present in this than in any Keen song to date. Um, it starts out as a very simple piano ballad, um, just keys and Tom's voice. Um, and then by the end of the track, you've got a big, uh, grandiose guitar line um, washing over the top. Um, in fact, the the outro is very, very similar to a track that's at the end of Coldplay's current album, Viva La Vida, um, called Death and All His Friends. It's very, very similar in, in a lot of ways. Mm. The lyrics are pretty poor, actually, by Keen standards. Um, when your back's against the wall, that's when you show no fear at all. And, that, and when you're running out of time, that's when you hitch your star to mine. Yeah, it's the kind of thing you hear, you know, poorer bands do. If you, if you if you like that sort of thing, I guess you like Embrace, really. Well, we're into the we're into the the sort of the reliance on couplets that sort of plagued X and Y, which was um, Coldplay's uh, last album before this one. Mm. Um, and it's it's the kind of thing that that Keen have never really done. Um, Anthems by numbers, isn't it really? Yeah, it's it's as though you're striving for that huge big overblown anthem and I know you you absolutely hate this I mean personally I um I mean I I always like Coldplay even even at um Coldplay's worst moments I I can still you know disengage and really enjoy it and I think it's a it's a nice track it's um but yeah nice it's It's a bonus track isn't it it's a freebie (laughs) yeah um it does bode well for the album if tracks like this aren't getting on there hmm um, it shows that, that you know perhaps there is some quality control at work because that there are lots of people who like this. 
um, um, myself included. But um, there's lots of people who don't as well. Definitely, so, yeah. Given how strongly a dedicated Muso, if you don't mind me calling you that, Chris, that's fine. Um, feels about it. I mean, it's probably for the best that it's not on there. Yeah, and I guess musical morons like Andrew like it, so it is catering to some audience or other. <laughs> but anyway, if uh, <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to hear that as it was intended, then pre-order the album on iTunes today. And it'll be all yours. Yeah, it's, it is good of the band to offer a bit more to their fans, though, isn't it? Sadly, it, it hasn't impressed everyone. Um, one fan writing on the official website had this to say about it. First, I don't live in the UK. Second, I've already pre-ordered at the Keen shop. Third, I remember that I live in Germany. What means I will buy the album again here? Because in Germany, the release will be sooner. Fourth, so I've never done such stupid things before. Fifth, I also buy a ticket for a concert yet. Sixth, I think you guys spend a lot of money. If you need now so much money of your fans. Seventh, I shut up my mouth. Ah, the wolf, I can feel his breath. And there's not much more we can add to that. One last word then on an evening with Beyond the Iron Sea, which may already have taken place by the time you hear this. Yeah, it's 11pm as we record this, and in just 48 hours' time, we'll be winding down after the world premiere of Keane's Perfect Symmetry at our Swish Central London venue. If you didn't receive a ticket, don't worry. Uh, we'll be bringing you the highlights from the night on next week's show. And if you did, you should have received your instructions regarding the venue by now. If you've not, drop us an email and we'll make sure you end up in the right place. We would just like to give you a rundown of the night itself. Um, first off, we'd like to request that you leave your mobile phones and cameras at home. Um, the band and the label have asked us to keep them out of the venue on the night. Uh, if you bring one, we'll have a free and secure cloakroom so you can check it in. Um, but please don't bring them if you can help it. Yep. We can also confirm that in addition to the album itself, we'll also be giving you Lucky Guys a world premiere of the documentary about the making of the record. And we'll also be giving away some programmes featuring the band's writing. Uh, not to mention we'll be selling some of our very limited edition t-shirts. Yep, we're unbelievably excited about it all, and we'll be sure to tell you all about it on next week's show. Beyond the So, we are done once again. Yep, we've got the biggest week in years coming up ahead of us. Thursday's album premiere at An Evening With, followed by the band's live comeback at the Kentish Town Forum on Monday. So, next week's podcast, we will be bringing you all the news from both of these and more. It's going to be an absolute marathon, but we're almost there. Yep, when we started these podcasts more than six months ago, this album was nothing more than a glint in Tim's eye. You know, some, some YouTube videos and tales of late night drinking sessions in Paris. But by this time next week, we'll have heard all that the band have to offer, both on record and on the stage. Yep, we're absolutely thrilled. Uh, if you'd like to share your excitement with us, email beyondtheinc at gmail.com and let us know what you're thinking. So until next time, we hope you'll last the pace. We'll see you all at an evening with Beyond the Iron Sea. <laughs>